Oh, were you just working out? You're in a Nike shirt. Yeah. Either that or watching This Is Us, but you tell me what's ethical. Is This Is Us good? No, uh, it's not. It's absolute crap. Ty, do you know how this intro goes? I am Calvin, and I am Jeremy, and this is the Open Road Podcast, where you find adventure in your everyday... Jer, they already know, okay? If they've been listening this long, well, <laughs> they are they already know what they're doing, or nobody else is listening. Really, really offensive. Really, really offensive. I actually... Can I actually so. say today... That was, that was a good intro. I was wondering... Am I still your only listener? Like, I haven't asked you for a long time <laughs> if people are still listening. But I was like, what if I'm the only one still tuning into these episodes? Uh, that's a valid thought. And I'm, I don't know, I'm not, yeah, that's, uh, that's a great point. Well, I just, migrate. I don't know, are we tracking these metrics? Tyrone, this is actually why we brought you onto the show today. Thanks for being with us. You nailed our intro. It's about adventure, but people know that. Usually after Calvin does the intro, I recap it anyway, which is what I'm doing right now. Um, and it's funny because Calvin and I were chatting. <laughs> and um, we were like, what's, what's another thing that we want to talk with Tyrone about? Uh, we probably should just come f- c- confess fully as to the state of the podcast and get his input on how we can continue to push forward in a meaningful way and not get caught in a slump, which is a little bit what we feel like right now. So after we talk about our episode topic, we'd love to get some very candid feedback from, yes, our only listener. (laughs) Well, Uh. if I'm the guest on this episode and I decide not to listen to myself, have you now taken away your only listener? Yeah, that would be tough. That would be tough. You're going to definitely have yeah, to go I mean, back and, and listen to this one. Do you feel like guests really want to listen to their own episode, or do you feel like they don't care? Well, again, based on Calvin saying in about three quarters of the episodes, always noting the fact that he doesn't listen to it again, I imagine <laughs> that's just not what a host does. Uh, Tyrone, when was the last time you were on? Um, a long time ago. Yeah, I was, it was a long time ago. I was, was on before, that very first, we'll call it a pilot episode. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was on for something else. I think he he was on for a Christmas special. Oh, that was awful. Is that right? (laughs) Yeah, that was bad. That was bad. You were loaded. That was was Jared's Christmas party last year. Because it was such a good idea, in essence, to leave the podcast recording, and maybe we'll try it again this year. But Matt Whitaker and I got a hold of those mics, and it got dark so quick, and it was just a weird vibe in the room, and we all had to leave. Yeah, that was a weird vibe. It was very weird listening back to that recording. And uh, yeah, that's kind of hilarious content that uh, doesn't really need to see the light of day. Definitely not. It was a tough calls you got to make as a podcast editor. So. Not that tough, though. <laughs> but at the end of the day, when it's that bad, it's not that tough. Not that tough. Um, well, so, yeah, go, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I guess there's just a kind of a few things we want to chat about. I mean, it's fun. I always think it's fun getting our close buddies on the podcast, and I struggle with it. I struggle doing it because I know we all have a good time with it, but I just worry that, uh, is that the best content really for our guests? Do they enjoy that? Um, so I always you mean try for our guests or for our listeners? Sorry, yeah, for our listeners. So I always try, like, let's really try to not, you know, be talking about it inside jokes and giving each other wedgies (laughs) and let's just uh focus on you know a few topics that we want to really hit tonight 
Yeah, so we're going to focus on a topic that we really want to hit, but at the end of the day, Tyrone, yeah, listenership is way down, so to have you on, it's probably people listening who know you anyway, so it's it's all good. Um, but uh, today we want to talk about the adventure of raising the stakes. Uh, we often give tips on the show about how to add more adventure to the everyday, and one we've been thinking of lately is if you raise the stakes on something, anything, that will automatically... Uh, bring some more adventure uh, into the equation. Well, the three of us raise the stakes, which is why Tyrone's here. So, Ty- Calvin, set the stage for the place where we raise the stakes. All right. Um, I'm just trying to, like, spitball in my own head about this a little bit. And I'm trying to think um, raising the stakes. And I really always find it very interesting to find what people bring to lunch um, <laughs> or what they kind of have for their lunch every day. Okay. And... Uh, don't you? Like, Jerry, yeah. you're kind of an odd person when it comes to lunches. You know, you like your little pizza Thursdays and, and, and you do that. Um, so I guess food is a good place to get started. Yeah, we're not going to start uh, with food, Calvin. That was the worst, uh, that was the worst gr- carrying of <laughs> the conversation that I've ever heard. We're talking right. about the ultimate fishing tournament. Fall Fishing Bonanza that has just, we just went through its third year. Um, you didn't have to, you didn't have to be that harsh. You could have easily segued into that out of my bad intro. <laughs> but you chose not to. All right, we're going to talk about fishing. And we were in a fishing uh, tournament recently. Yes, we were. Yes, we were. And the reason that we brought Tyrone here is because Tyrone was the inaugural champion uh, of the first ever fall fishing bonanza tournament up uh, on Georgian Bay, uh, I was the uh, second uh, champion last year, and I very sadly had to pass along the uh, the trophy and the ring to none other than Calvin. Yeah, I won. Yeah, what do you want me to say? Well, I'm gonna give a little the- speech, little breakdown of what happened i wouldn't mind if you gave us a little breakdown of what happened and just the right. way that this tournament has evolved and then what you know how people can glean some lessons from just some friendly competition raising the stakes sure um well I'm, you know you know me i'm not like a crazy fisherman by any means um but i do enjoy it and uh we had to fish that whole weekend in the pouring rain which yeah. was kind of fun yeah so Exactly, yeah. Like, how do you motivate people to a... You, you want to make sure that you make the most out of a weekend like that, but it's pouring rain. So I always think, like, competition is a great way to do something like that. Yeah. So, um, and I guess just among our group of friends, having that bragging rights, which I'm realizing aren't that valuable, um, is enough to get people motivated to, you know, get out there and <laughs> do 14 hours straight fishing. Ty, I was telling Calvin that as I was thinking about this I, idea of, oh, yeah, this competition's been going on for three years, and this was, like, the biggest year. And, like, this year there was all this smack talk in our uh, texting group and this smack talk on Facebook. I was like, Cal's oh, not a part Calvin of that. actually experienced none of that because he got rid of his iPhone and he's never been on Facebook. <laughs> That's why Calvin won. <laughs> I skewed in and dominate. Exactly. He was out of the social media <laughs> That's probably because I wasn't able to like be like broken down internally by all of the smack talk. <laughs> I was coming in with a total fresh heart. Fresh heart, fresh mind. 
He was in the zone. It's like when all the athletes ditch Twitter for playoffs. LeBron James does that. Calvin does it mm. for a fall fishing oh. tournament. He always he always ditches it. That's one know. of several comparisons with me and LeBron, but we'll pick that up <laughs> later. We'll do a whole episode on the similarities of LeBron and Calvin, but we'll do that a little yeah. bit later. Um, Ty, why don't you take us back to the very first year this tournament started? Because I think it kind of started by accident. No, if, if I, like, I don't totally remember the story. Oh, well, it definitely started by accident. And not that we ended up there by accident. It was Tim McNitt invited you and I to come fishing for the weekend, which is something that we all enjoyed doing. And so we went and it was the first time, I think probably for both of us, we had gone fishing later in fall. Now, yep. t- Tim is a master angler, and so this was not his first rodeo. But we were going, and we were just... That's a fi- bit of a generous... A uh, bit of a generous... Uh, I was about to comment a lot on that <laughs> title. Okay, well, that's also coming from the point where... This is a sidetrack, but Calv at one point was leading this weekend, and I was in second place, and he looked at us. He looked at me and said, Ty, it's kind of funny that you and I are leading this, and we're kind of like the two worst fishermen. And I was like, What? <laughs> <laughs> I, I took offense uh, to that. I'm sorry I lumped you in with that. No, it's only because it's true. It's just the truth hurts. No, that's not that's not true, I don't think. But anyway, continue on. In any case, I think what happened was we started fishing and we started catching a few fish, and then you got a very, very large pike, and I caught also, you know, my biggest fish I've ever caught, which we really started catching some some very notable fish here. And then yep. it, it was through that excitement that we said, well, hey, we impromptu gave myself a trophy. We must have been out on the water where we all of a sudden after one guy catches a big fish, it's like, oh, now it's a competition. Yep. And so that's how it was born organically. And I've definitely thought back to it. And if we can maybe get into this, but this past weekend, no offense to the current champ, was not that great for fishing. If that had, for fishing. If that had occurred our first weekend, I don't think it ever becomes an annual tradition. Interesting. Very interesting. And I think that's pretty accurate. All of a sudden, we saw a trophy there. Tyrone had the biggest fish. We gave him the trophy. And the other thing that we added into the mix was there was a case of, I don't know, Molson Canadian or Budweiser Definitely or something. Budweiser. Tim was there. And inside of it was the uh, a replica Stanley Cup ring from the Calgary Flames in 1989. And so that became the takeaway. So the trophy lives at the cottage, and then you get to keep the ring in your uh, tackle box for the year as your uh, bragging rights that now Calvin has. And Calvin, do you still have that ring, or did you already lose it? It's sitting on my bedside table, and I wear it at night. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even joking. It's such a weird ring because it's so top-heavy and huge, so it only fits on my thumb. And you actually wear it every night, eh, and just dream and about it? you should it? be proud because I don't even wear a wedding ring. <laughs> that is true. So so that, did you, that just shows my commitment. Side note, did any did you call any other tattoo parlors, and did they say that No, but uh, my uh, brother said that we're going, to, we're going to be going down south for Christmas to... Uh, yeah. Where are we going for... Orlando for a little bit so he says he'll find a spot there we can go you'll do it in Orlando a sleazy little Orlando parlor <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> which I that's think awesome. makes more sense right yeah that definitely makes sense so the evolution of this uh, tournament getting back to it in year number one there were three anglers and Tyrone caught a massive massive pike and there are some good photos of that fish 
Now, I'm not entirely sure how long it was. We definitely should have measured it. But with only three anglers, you kind of know who's got the biggest fish. Then, yeah, we were young and dumb. Last year, um, it kind of now became a tradition, So, be, especially because we had busted out the trophy. So we uh, made a point to make it out there again. And last year was also just you, me, and Tim, eh, Ty? Yep, that's correct. And uh, so, again, one boat... Um, fighting for the for the title and if i recall the fishing last year wasn't that great either no like better than this year but still not as good as the first year no exactly and so i was lucky enough to come up victorious with a moderately impressive fish mainly due to the fact of its species which was a muskie and it was probably a 30 to 35 inch muskie so not too big but uh half decent i'm moving it along calvin uh, we're getting to this year which is move what we along talk about. yeah we're getting there we're getting there and then this year is when now tim has taken full grasp of this concept of the fall fishing bonanza tournament and he's just like we need to blow this up we need to get some more anglers out here and we start to build up the lore of the tournament and this year we had seven anglers yeah seven anglers in two different boats and calvin why don't you tell us the story of your winning fish because even though in tyrone in my opinion it's anticlimactic for you it's been meaningful and you clearly sleep with this ring on your finger every night yeah so i mean i won by a technicality and <laughs> and sort of but not really because i caught i think the only bass on the whole weekend and we checked the rules which are governed by jeremy what just Ontario fishing regulations. Yep. And excise bass, even though it is a smaller fish, outranks excise um, pike. So even though guys were catching 30, 27 to 30 inch pike, my 18 inch bass did win. Beautiful but fish. But, but tell us a story of like the thrill of the the hunt. Where were you? What were you? What were, what technique were you using? What baits were you so tossing? How did here's it feel? The thing. It did feel good, Jared, because I wasn't expecting to catch a bass. It just pike on the mind all weekend. Then we just kind of wheeled up to this little shoal, uh, really, really shallow, and it was fine. And, um, Jer, yeah, are you watching? I'm I casted like this. I casted like this, right? Yeah, describe and it. I Our reeled listeners can see you. Oh, right. True. You true. casted like how? So like this, and then I just <laughs> casted it out, actually. And then I oh, reeled out. in, and then I got... I locked onto this sea bass. Yeah. And then um, just hauled her in. And then in all the excitement, I uh, got the fish and then I dropped the fish getting out of the net. It's squirming in the uh, back of the boat. Yes. And so I reached over to grab it, kneeled on the seat. Boom. Kneeled on my rod. Snapped it in half. <laughs> that is how I snapped my rod. I didn't tell you guys that. I told you that the fish broke the rod. Later, <laughs> I think, the next day, I confessed that I actually knelt on my rod. Breaking uh. it. You said you sat on it. That was so I broke my rod, and then I had this. I borrowed an, another rod from someone else. I think maybe even Tyrone. And then, sadly enough, I let someone, some Yahoo, borrow my reel, and then he broke my reel. Wow. So then I come away from the weekend with um, no rod, no reel. So I thought, hmm, maybe, maybe next year we should raise the stakes with some sort of prize. Mm. And I'm thinking a combo. A rod reel like combo a, is the prize. A rod reel combo, right? That's a good idea. Like we're all checking yeah, in for idea. this? Uh, yeah, like everyone pitches. I mean, maybe not a rod reel combo. That's pr pretty expensive. Not if but you got I mean, eight something. guys. Well, exactly. Like, and if we, if, if we keep bumping this up, we could get some pretty sweet prizes going. 
Well, and I think if if we're following, if we think raising the stakes adds more adventure, how could we keep the stakes the same next year? That just would be wrong. Well, you're absolutely you're hitting it on the head there, Jer. So not only in Calvin's haste did he snap his rod in half, he also didn't get that great a photo of this fish. So it was a little bit sketchy in terms of really believing the guys in that boat that he actually caught that that the fish was as big as they had uh, said it was. But um, especially believing the guys in that boat. Yeah, it was a bad boat. It's so funny that like whoever is decidedly in either boat. Yeah. um, There was like pretty like nasty competition just between the boats. And what do you mean? Nasty. Oh, we were just chirping you guys the whole time. <laughs> like, really getting down to your, your wits. So, um, it just happened automatically. Yeah, it did. It did. It's human nature. So, so Calvin mentioned this a little bit, but I think um, I'm going to go into it a tiny bit more, probably to Calvin's chagrin, but just to um, talk about the practicality of raising the stakes. Uh, so, in this third year, indeed... We did. How many more times can I say raise the stakes? How many, Calvin, do you like that? I'm, I'm, I'm counting. Yeah, I'm just seeing how long you can drag this segment out, but keep going. You're killing it. <laughs> um, so we had to make it official, and we had to figure out a way to standardize uh, what which fish was going to win. And so for those of you out there, you, you may not know this, there are actually uh, standards for great uh, fish, and it's called the uh, Ontario Angler Awards. And so... Basically, there's different sizes of, of a master angler-sized uh, fish. And so for a northern pike, a photo length of a northern pike master angler is 40 inches. And a uh, Calvin had caught a smallmouth bass, and the master angler size is 21 inches. Now, his bass was 18 inches, which was 85% of the required um, required 21. This is why his fish beat out Tyrone's 30-inch pike, which is only... 75% on the way to the master angler size. So yeah. we use this rating system as a way to guarantee across the board a clear understanding of which fish was going to win the tournament. Yeah, I think that's great. I mean, I think it'd be kind of fun to, if we really want to further establish this as a competition, there should be other, um, almost like a bit of a scavenger hunt style where there should be other goals we can reach to obtain points and all, it all can be contributed to like your overall score for the weekend. So yes, of course, fish size and weight and species contribute to that. But what else can we think of? Like I mean, scavenger hunt or like challenges? Um, no, I think all it should, all, we should just establish what, like we should all just get together the Friday night, establish what we want to put on there, what that's valued at for a point, And then the guy with the most points wins. What do you think? Like I, I'm, I'm thinking like even non-fishing related activities such Whoa. as like jumping in the water, two points. Jumping, jumping in the water in November, yes, that would be awful, but you get a point for it. Well, I was if thinking you're really two. desperate, really desperate for some points. Yeah, um, desperate for some points. Tyrone, what were you saying? Attention. No, that's I. I like that idea. I'm just trying to think of other non-fishing activities besides jumping in the water. <laughs> Tubing, <laughs> wakeboarding, um, sleeping outside. Anyways, we don't have to get into the, the specifics. I'm just thinking 
there's other ways to kind of make this a little more interesting. As soon yeah, as we uh, raise the stakes with uh, that kind of the end prize, I think it's maybe also appropriate that we do that with the events. I think one thing we could do uh, is also have a best in show fish. So which fish actually looked the prettiest? Because if we go back to Tyrone's first year winning So fits, subjective though, Jer. Describe that fish for us, Tyrone. That was a nasty fish. Oh, that thing had a, a tennis ball size pussy tumor on it. It was disgusting. Right, but then I, Have you seen that? But then pick? I feel like there should be points awarded for like the raunchiest fish. Well, I definitely well, won that. <laughs> Dude, this fish was nasty. It had this like open festering wound on it. And it was like, what is wrong with this thing? And Tyrone had reeled it in, and he had just – no, you – it was in the net or something, and then we actually lost the fish. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. It was awful. We lost it, and then we netted it again in the water. Yeah, so we fish. caught this caught this fish. It got off the line. It went back underwater, and then it just sat on the bottom, and we, like, leaned all the way in and scooped it back up because it was so stupid just sitting there at the bottom of the water. Isn't that ridiculous? This is like a 40-inch 40 40 pike. Sounds sickly. I mean, fish are hard <laughs> to handle enough, pike especially, and, and added on the fact that it has some sort of disgusting, cheesy discharge pus ball <laughs> on its face is just horrible. It was actually on its uh, rear haunch, not its face. Uh, okay, yeah, the yeah. haunch. Yeah. But anyways, yeah. Okay, Calvin, are you happy with the segments over? You, you yeah, seem to want to move on to something much more interesting, so please bring us there. I'm satisfied. So are <laughs> we ready to break down like what we bring in our lunches every day? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where, how do we raise the stakes at lunchtime? Do you go burrito? Do you get a sushi? Do you get a cheap pizza? I don't know why. Obviously, I we were ta- you're, we've been talking about the stakes, but I uh, it was on Friday night. I... Um, Got got home from work a little early, and you know, right down the road from where my house is, there's yeah. like that little butcher shop. Yep, it's kind of like a little fancy butcher shop. So I, I wheeled in there because I saw that it was open, and I just said, "I'd like a couple steaks." Nice. And he sliced me up a couple beautiful steaks. Said twenty bucks, and I said, "That sounds good." And I just got these two like amazingly fresh steaks, and it was so good. And you handed him a twenty dollar bill for two nice steaks. Yeah, but I kind of like he lives on my road, so he knows there's you. a little bit of uh, he knows me, even though I literally never shop there. But maybe I will d- though, since dude. it was only twenty bucks for two like fat steaks. That's and incredible. And he cut the fat off before he weighed it. Come on, which is kind of nice. Yeah, I know. Anyway, so I'm just saying, raising the stakes. I mean, it, it, you can look at this from a different angle, which is overall spontaneity in your everyday. Yep. Not everyone can go on these elaborate fishing extravaganzas like we just did. So we got to find ways to bring this back, reel it in, if you will, Jer. Ooh, into Calvin, you're every on fire. day. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, bring up a couple steaks. Um, I was like, not going to kill you. I would like your advice on something. Um, sure. In this idea of raising the stakes and finding adventure. Um, I am going to be doing some house sitting for my boss who's going uh, on a trip to Hong Kong with his wife and his 16, 17 year old son is still going to be uh, hanging out at home, but they just, you know, need someone to wheel him around to soccer practice and hang out and, and just uh, watch the place. And so I'm doing that, but I want to make, I want to have a ton of, I really like this, this, uh, I really like my boss's son and I want to have a really good time with him. What's something we should do for fun on a weeknight? Suck up. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> well, 
Uh, do for fun on a weeknight? Other yeah. Than, wait, what's Tyrone's show that he loves to watch? That we were just chirping him for? <laughs> <laughs> Tyrone, you gotta name it. This is us. <laughs> um, yeah, when are you doing this, Joe? This month? Yeah, starting next week. And Tyrone, you're in week? on this too. I need your advice too. Oh, it's pretty simple. You raise the stakes. You throw a party at your boss's house with your boss's son. Mm. Oh, that sounds incredible. Pretty simple, I guess. Yeah. Eh? What's your What's your activity per diem that you're left with? Activity per diem? What do you? Oh, my, oh yeah, we got four hundred bucks. Four hundred beans just for activities. Yeah. Or do you need to like be making this guy like jam sandwiches for lunch the next day? <laughs> no, I mean they're really setting us up nice because this is a favor for them. So there's a lot of. A lot of meals that are already in the oven, but yeah, we can do, you know, we can go do a pizza night. We can go, uh, I mean, again, what do we do? Okay. I'm going to tell you a story that happened to me one time when I was 16 years old on a weeknight. I forget the circumstances, but someone special was in town and they took me and my best friend indoor go-karting on a Wednesday night. And it was, I'm still talking about it, 10 years (laughs) later. So okay. it's, it was pretty impactful, Jeremy, is what I'm saying. And that's what I'm saying is the opportunity to have this impactful time is next week. And if I don't make mm-hmm. use of it, it'll pass me by. It'll pass us both by. And that'll be the end of it. Right. Oh, yeah. Okay. And, I, and well. I do not want that to happen. I can't sit here as a self-respecting podcast host and let that happen. I mean, Jeremy, when's the last time you went to the good old-fashioned free swim at the local swimming hole? been a long time <laughs> it's probably been a long time i'm gonna t- i'm gonna level with you i went the other night because we have this baby now it's kind of fun dude just i, I hit, heard your baby loves the pool hitting the one meter board hitting the three meter board, <laughs> just getting into it just drop him off the three meter <laughs> that would be horrible i'm telling you 16 year olds love that swimming yeah. Okay, good ideas. I mean, nothing super inspiring yet, but... I th- like, what do you want, Jerry? It's a Wednesday night. You got to be in by nine. Well, yeah, we all got to be in by nine, but that's the <laughs> that's thing. That's what I'm There's saying. This... Okay, all right. I so take it. You got, a, you got a really small window of time there. Yeah, you're right. So, um, what else you got? Oh, I mean... I mean, there's all the classics. You can go to the batting cages or the driving range, but yeah. um, what are you really after here? You're well, in a I, difficult season where I'd say, like, yeah, like, it's cool. You can go um, fishing at the river or something, but you can't. You know, I'm after some adrenaline, so maybe we uh, just go get a good old-fashioned carton of eggs. I mean, what's he into? Does he Is he into eggs, or is he uh, is he into, would he rather just go peruse chapters for the evening? I don't know what the kids are doing these days, man. Well, I know what the kids are doing. Vape. <laughs> <laughs> So should we go to a vape shop? Like, I don't know. I haven't. <laughs> have you seen? This is wild. One of my friends always shows me videos of these kids vaping. It's hysterical. <laughs> oh, it's so good. All right. So this is yeah. So this is going to a place where you know Tyrone. This is the type of banter Calvin and I have been getting into. And while we have you here as a faithful listener, um, you know how can we keep this show cooking better than ever? Um, is it a time thing you think, uh, or you know what, why don't we just get the state of the nation from the perspective of Tyrone? The first suggestion is very easy to make. You got to get better guests than me. I'm just not going to be cutting it for you guys. That's for sure. <laughs> Secondly, sorry, sorry, tight. Jeremy is currently unwrapping a full size. O Henry bar. <laughs> what are you talking about? 
<laughs> Jared, tell me that's leftover Halloween candy that you were giving out. I got a couple full-size chocolate bars left. Jared, you were handing out peanut-filled candy. Yeah, and? Trying to kill your neighborhood? I respect that. Calvin was over this past weekend, and as a snack for our guests, we busted out full-size chocolate bars, and we were all like, when was the last time we had one of these? They bring over a, a silver platter of chocolate bars <laughs> fanned in a display. <laughs> I'm picturing Noah just mowing down. We're all sensibly eating our Tux bars and <laughs> Wonder bars. A fork and knife. It's so good, though. It's a good scene. Yeah, I mean, yeah, fine, Ty. Better guests. Um, fair enough. Well, I, um, when you guys do have guests, maybe it's because it's so rare these days. <laughs> it's pretty nice. That's a bit of like... a slight to our current guests, though, who we think are pretty qualified. I mean, I, I really enjoy when you have guests on. I, I think it maybe just needs to become a little more consistent again. Because then the yeah, banter yeah, is a point. nice treat. Sorry. But literally, when you open up your your uh, podcast app and you see the title of the episode that is uploaded and you can tell if there isn't a guest on or if there is a guest on, does that make you click uh, play faster or not at all or sooner? It, it's like, making like me think a how... Not a guest? I, th I don't know how often I closely pay attention to the title of an episode. To be honest, I okay. think that I... That's discouraging because there's a lot of thought that goes into those. No, that's good. That's good. I like to know that. That's good to know. Yeah, I don't know. But that's... All right. I'm like the worst example because at this point, again, if I'm still listening, I'm listening because it's the open road pod. I'm not listening because it's raising the stakes or... Putting the fun back in fundraising, or whatever the titles of these past episodes have likely been. Right. Yeah, they, they're usually good titles. I mean, let's not knock the titles, Ty. I'm not knocking the titles, I because I don't know the titles. Yeah. yeah because so you're you're the you're a committed <laughs> listener for listener's sake, is what you're saying. Yeah. You basically, you listen to every episode regardless of what the content will inevitably be. And I think that's true for all of the podcasts I listen to. Right. Or what the sound quality will inevitably be. Tyrone, why don't, why don't you give us a quick uh, quick bit of feedback on how good or, I mean, you know, it's on just how the Yeti mic sounded last week. Well, so last week, Yeti mic, this week, back to my normal SM58. I, I'm a pretty old school guy, as we went over before the show. I'm not much for the new technology, so the SM58 just hits my ears in a really nice place. Okay. Political answer, the Yeti sucks. This is way better. Thank you, Tyrone. Any Moving thoughts, on. Calvin? We won't... Moving on? Oh, well, good. I mean, you know me. I'm all about the convenience factor in hooking up for a quick pod, so the yeah. Yeti was all there for me. If yeah. it can't keep up with the quality, then ultimately we can't do it. You know what? And I'm I fine with that. And I appreciate that about you. You do care about the quality. Now, I have a mm -hmm. question for you two. Yeah. You guys started this podcast... You were loving it, having a ton of fun. If you're bringing me on and maybe being a little vulnerable on the air to say you're in a bit of a slump and you're just looking to kickstart things, you know, what are you two missing? Are you guys just not having as much fun as you used to? Are you, is there something that you've changed? Do you say we miss the old days when Cole kept us in one of five buckets so rigidly? Mm. What are you missing? Calvin, I'll let you answer first. Interesting comment about the buckets, which um, initially that was a big um, 
I mean, those were our pillars for the podcast, really, of what we were going to base every episode off of and how it would slot into one of our buckets. And the bucket was essentially the category in which we could um, slot away all of our different guests. Uh, we've, and then we've kind of strayed away from that, but I mean, it's tricky. When you have a podcast that's this um, kind of broad spectrum topic-wise, it's almost a bit of a hindrance to uh, keep it rolling and keep fresh content available. Yeah, like Calvin and I, we had a really good chat actually in the summer about what, where do we think things are, where are they going. Right now, maybe one thing that's been a little bit kind of meh is it doesn't really seem like we're going anywhere in particular. We're still enjoying speaking with new people. We're still enjoying connecting weekly on the things that are going on on our life. We still think the podcast gets us to look at our day, our week, our weekend as an opportunity for adventure. Um, but I think we're at a bit of a point where we're saying, okay, like, why are we still doing this? We seem to have talked to interesting people in all kinds of different areas. So is it really more guests? The answer, do we like the, the classic two dudes talking interview, two dudes talking format? Some of those things we're just asking questions about, and in the meantime, in some ways feel like we've kind of been there, done that, even though we probably wish we would have had more listeners for a lot of our previous episodes than we've had. So it's kind of like this weird mix of things. Yeah, and I think also we've kind of realized that we've done a lot of episodes with, I mean, we've taken whoever we can get as far as guests go, um, but now I feel like I'm really, like our, our last guest and the next few that we have lined up to come on, Jeremy and I are like legitimately like very excited to talk to these people because they're people that we've been following for quite a long time and are really on board and excited with what they're doing so we're just excited to like break into like a very interesting conversation that we're really excited about um so i guess different i mean overall it, it's just it's nice to for us to be really into and excited about our guests and be more knowledgeable and yeah. ultimately i think that leads to better conversation absolutely that's great and yeah, yeah. I, I didn't mean to, I wasn't advocating for the buckets. I'm saying. No, we'll bring the buckets back, Ty. It's okay. <laughs> Jared pushed so hard for those, and I pushed back, and, and here we are in an absolute mess. Our pillars have crumbled. It's just a mess all around us. But I guess you won, Calv, so you got that. Ultimately, I won. If yeah, I continue I mean, winning, I, we will cease to exist. I think they were a good guide for... Um, I think they were a good guide for like keeping our content like different enough, but still in the same vein where we're talking to people not all about just a hundred people who love adventures of camping or of like road tripping and stuff like that. But well, yeah, and the nice thing was it was it was good for us, Jeremy, to continually um, keep spreading out kind of the um, like the different people. So I mean, we we always had a hard time getting food people, but that gave us motivation to get more food people. Yeah. Jerry, you mentioned road tripping. Is the RV update going to be a part of this episode? Because not only as a listener, but as a friend and somebody who's actually been on a few RV trips, I'm genuinely curious for an update. Uh, yeah, so be, right? when, when Tyro, sorry? It's not going to be on this episode though, right? No, like when, when, uh, when Calvin said we're excited for a conversation, we have someone on a guest on and we're going to center part of that conversation around getting some of his advice on what to do with the RV. So that's kind of coming. 
um, for sure. But it kind of leads into another question that is maybe, a, again, a bit of a teaser. Would you Do you think, Tyrone, we would lose a ton of momentum if we were to take a break and kind of come back with like a six-episode, more produced, more kind of intentional mini-series around a theme? Or if we do something like that, should it be like a totally different offshoot, like by the creators of the Open Road podcast type podcast and just leave this as it is? From the creators of the Open Road podcast type podcast. <laughs> a six-part miniseries. Like, it is, is that something that would be... Like and again, I think at this point with the number of listeners we have, people wouldn't really care or miss us a ton. But I don't know. Like, is that then too big of a change, or is that something that we should consider if it's going to keep it spicy for us? No, I totally think that's something that's fair if you want to consider it. And I think many podcasts I listen to, I think, and maybe it's not to really divide them, but there's lots of podcasts that are weekly. It's somebody that really just wants to put their opinions out there. And there's other yeah. ones that are true seasons where they release 12 episodes a year, once a year. And so you guys taking a break mm-hmm. and coming back with a season and then taking a break and maybe coming back with, you know, maybe then you already have a built up content, a big line of guests. I mean, I don't think there's anything so wrong with that. The other thing I like about an idea like that is it does give you some time to have a break and then almost like relaunch where you can do a bunch of things to engage a new group of people in a way that they don't really care about my weekly updates coming into Facebook about, Oh, they posted a new track. Like it's now kind of, Oh, they either have listened and don't listen anymore or don't really care about it and don't care about the same old. Um, But maybe something new like that would be, Oh, something exciting for people to kind of jump in on. So that's another reason why I think that could work. Calv mentioned that he wished people heard the old episodes Maybe you take an opportunity to somehow syndicate your top five greatest hits. Do what? A uh, rerun special. That might be uh, nice to do over Christmas break or something this year. Yeah, they're crazy at the reruns. I'm thinking of the numbers, Jer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, that's an important thing to do. Let's talk about numbers a bit. Um, I mean, even taking a small hiatus like that, Jeremy, my worry is that it's always it's really nice to keep our listeners informed, and this is a great way to do that. Other ways, of course, we can keep people informed, but it's nice to know that people are listening to this, and they will continue listening, and most likely they're going to listen to something else that we make. So what, what you're saying is we should keep this going and do something else because all of our listeners want, would keep listening to this plus also just listen to that. Yeah, and if this needs to change a bit, I think, I mean, I think people listen to this because they like us and they like... Um, not necessarily are think that we're amazing podcasters. They they like us as people, so um, it's nice for them to keep them engaged with what else you know, what other projects we're doing. Yeah, all stuff to think about. All stuff to think about. Good point. If you guys stop doing this weekly, I mean, Jerry, you have a wife. Calvi, you have a wife and a son now. Like, where does the income come from? If you guys stop producing this show, <laughs> yeah, we oh, definitely. I know. I don't. I, will have I to don't start know. Dumpster diving. Calvin, but Calvin but started great opportunity a, uh, for a mini series, right? True. Yeah. Calvin also started a microgreen garden in his basement window, so like you can survive a good bit of time off microgreens. Yeah, yeah, 
did no, the we'll be, be okay. Did the bees give you any honey to jar up for the winter? I haven't checked. I need to go and do my final closure. That sounded like you were a bit defeated. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was very enthusiastic. Abs- it was it was a very tough year for bees all around. I absolutely feel defeated on that <laughs> turf. Okay, there's well, no getting around it. Well, we won't end this podcast on a depressing note. Let's let's uh, let's try to bring this thing home with a, a a good, you know, exciting thinking about the future type thing. Okay, <laughs> is there Ty? one? Ty, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ty. Um, Jer had mentioned on a previous episode that him and I were potentially looking at starting a new business venture. And I don't think this is a positive note as more of a teaser, which is to say we had our company's inaugural planning session the other day. It went super well. So big things come in there. At the end of that episode, um, Calvin was like, tell me what that idea was. And so I walked him through the idea and I think he, I think he likes it. Yeah, I like it. I mean, what I don't like about it is Jared keeps getting himself involved with so many little things that, and they, and the podcast typically suffers because of it. So, yeah, it is what it is. And you know, my response to that is, you know, if the podcast workload was equally, you know, uh, distributed between the two of us, we would probably. Uh, not lose as much momentum as we do when I'm off doing other things. It just comes back to the quality discussion, though. Yeah, it does a little bit. It does a little bit. When we're focused on getting good guests, we can get good guests. Tyrone, is, is your wife wanting you to wrap this thing up? No, I'm just... She wants to watch another episode of... Uh, this is Us? Is that? We finished the first trouble? season, guys, so I have nothing but time now. Okay, all right. Wow, okay. Just let Great. us know if you got to go, Ty. It's honestly okay. No, it's, oh, is this how this usually works? Where like, if the guest wants to stay all night, you can just stay all night. <laughs> yeah, typically, we'll politely push you off. <laughs> so wild good, gestures on the screen. Good to have you. Uh... I think that basically covers it, though. I mean, um, we're at a good place, and and uh, um, fall fishing was great. Raining champion. I still haven't like worn the ring to work. I feel weird about that. But maybe th- maybe tomorrow I will. I'll yeah, gather that's the really offensive. You- no, I was just saying it's less weird when you actually wear the ring. Like you think it's going to be odd. And then you walk in and people are like, oh, yeah, I forgot you were the champ. And you're like, yeah, don't forget it. Yeah, oh. it's just weird because it's so big. I have to currently like walk around with a fist to keep it on. Yeah. This gives off an aggressive vibe. You could uh, really take some of the, the rough and tough guys at your work in the in the parking lot with that ring on. That's very true. I should walk around and flash that around a bit. You might make an extra sale or two. Are you Get sure some... this is the best you can do, sir? <laughs> Get some respect. That's all about respect. <laughs> Rings bring respect. That's why Jared bejewels himself so lavishly. Calvin, oh, you know who else myself. has rings? Yeah, like, have you ever seen Jeremy do himself up with rings? LeBron James oh, has James. rings, Calv. <laughs> oh, James. LeBron has got some rings. Tyrone, this was for a different episode. Yeah, this is for a whole series of LeBron. <laughs> oh, that's the series you're talking about. Yeah, we're putting this podcast on hiatus, and then we're coming back with the six-part mini-series of how Calvin is like... Uh, no, it's the adventure of becoming LeBron is what it's going to be called. <laughs> <laughs> becoming LeBron. For all the wrong reasons. From the creators of the Open Road podcast, Becoming LeBron. 
<laughs> I'd watch from, it. From humble beginnings in Port Carling. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, okay. there's exciting things on the future. There's in the future. There's exciting the things that are, are exciting us about this podcast. Things that are exciting us about uh, the shape of the RV, about the future of the fall fishing tournament, and all of that stuff. And um, you know, Tyrone, we appreciate your your candor with us today, and for just helping us dig in a little bit to what's been uh, what's going to be the best thing for this podcast. If I helped at all, that's great. If it was a chat for an hour with two friends, even better. Amen. Always nice having a buddy on. Uh, Ty, where can people find you? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, people can find me on LinkedIn. If you search Tyrone (laughs) McGuire, you'll probably find me after you scroll down to a couple pages. It's M-A-G, not M-C-G, not M-C-G-W, M-A-G-U-I-R-E. Yeah, LinkedIn is probably the best place. Hit me up if you have any job opportunities, <laughs> MBA programs, any overseas experience you think I should know about, any stock tips. These are all messages I welcome on a daily basis. Amen. Do you feel comfortable giving your office phone number out at this time or should we just post that later? Uh, you can actually post it later because it is currently changing. I couldn't even actually get into my phone today. So when I have a new number, I'll be sure to share it with anybody who wants it. Great. That's because Tyrone just got a promotion, Calf. I did. I know all about the promotion. Oh, good. Okay. All right. I just want to celebrate Tyrone, our dear friend, on the show publicly, and just let him know that we're so proud of him for all of his accomplishments. Proud of that guy. (laughs) Could have told me on LinkedIn. Yeah, we could have told you on LinkedIn. Go tell Tyrone things on uh, LinkedIn. um, You know. but yeah, if you're if you've been interested in this conversation and if you've been screaming into your uh, phone to say this is how the show should be better, uh, email us Jeremy and or Calvin at openroadpod.com. Tyrone, why are you shaking your head? I'm thinking of the person who's yelling. This is how the show should be. <laughs> okay, not yelling, but don't you ever listen to podcasts and you just wish you could jump in and say something? I definitely do. Yeah, and that's why yeah. I'm here. So if those people are out there, uh, definitely send us a message. This show is for you, whoever is listening to this right now. And we want to make it great for you in the limited amount of time that we put into this show. So thanks for tuning in. Go raise the stakes. Have yourself an adventure. Do it. See ya.